Hopefully everybody has had a chance to get back. Um, I believe, I believe everybody appears to be here. So I'm going to move forward. Moving to item 16 on the agenda. It was also a public hearing. Uh, Keith McCord. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, uh, I need to uh, recuse on item 15 due to a conflict. And, and it's item 16, correct? Is that what you just said? I'm sorry, that's not coming in very clearly. Yes, item 16, excuse me. Yes, cool, all right. So um, item 16 is a concept plan review for Reed's Vale subdivision containing 252 lots on 359.57 acres located off of Lampkins Bridge Road in the fifth voting district staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. The applicant is requesting concept plan approval for this 252 lot conservation subdivision in the rural development one zoning district. The review of a concept plan is the first stage in the development approval process. Because the concept plan contains more than 49 lots, a public hearing is required. The subject property totals approximately 360 acres and is located on Lab Road, approximately two-thirds of a mile south of its intersection with Murfreesboro Road and a quarter mile east of its intersection with Trinity Road. The property also has access on Lampkins Bridge Road, approximately 3,600 feet south of its intersection with Murfreesboro Road. The property is bordered to the west by the Harpeth River. The site contains a number of natural resources, including moderate and ver very steep slopes, streams, floodplains, and areas of woodlands. Approximately 28% of the site is covered in tree canopy. The required 300-foot open space strip along Lab Road and Lampkins Bridge Road and the required 100-foot open space strip around the perimeter of the property has been provided. The proposed development consists of 252 lots, which range in size from approximately 10,100 square feet to approximately 1.1 acres. The overall density is 0.71 dwelling units per acre. Approximately 208 acres of the site will be preserved in open space and 93% of the existing tree canopy will be retained. A traffic impact analysis was conducted by the applicant and reviewed by the county's traffic engineering consultant. Because a contract for the Highway 96 widening project has now been let, the TIA uses the capacity of the future five-lane section in the analysis, which is permitted based upon section 19.06 of the zoning ordinance. Zoning ordinance provision also states that the completion of the roadway project must precede the completion of the development. The TDOT contract specifies a project duration of four years. In order to align the pace of development with the projected pace of the roadway project, County's traffic engineering consultant is recommending that the county only approve final plats for 25% of the total number of lots per year. This equates to 63 lots per year. Should the TDOT roadway project schedule be altered, the number of lots allowed to be final platted may be adjusted to account for such alteration in completion schedule. There will be two accesses to the proposed development. One access will be from Ladd Road and the second will be from Lampkins Bridge Road. The TIA analyzed the necessity for right, excuse me, for left and right turn lane at the proposed site access and concluded the need for left and right turn lanes were not warranted. 
However, staff is recommending the applicant install a right turn deceleration lanes at both entrances to the development. This recommendation has been added as a condition of approval. Additionally, during the, re during the review, concerns were raised regarding the site distance at the proposed entrance on Lab Road were shared with the applicant. The applicant revised the concept plan to relocate the proposed entrance further west and the county's traffic consultant has reviewed the revised concept plan and has determined there is acceptable site distance for those entering and exiting the development. Within the development, the applicant is requesting a right-of-way width of 40 feet in order to locate sidewalks outside of the right-of-way and a design speed of 25 miles per hour for internal roadway. Staff is in support of these requests. Water service will be provided by Millcrofton Utility District. Wastewater will be handled via a non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system for which a site plan was approved at the July 2019 meeting. Approximately 27 acres of the site will be utilized for the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system, which includes the land application area, treatment facility, and storage pond. The proposed system will utilize recirculating sand filter technology to treat wastewater generated by the proposed subdivision. A certificate of convenience and necessity has been issued by the Tennessee Public Utility Commission and a draft state operating permit has been issued by TDEC. A design development report and detailed soils investigation report were prepared by the applicant and submitted to the county. The county's wastewater consultant has reviewed these reports and is recommending approval of the site of the proposed site concept plan. It is staff's opinion that the combination of distance, topography, and existing vegetation will serve to adequately screen the treatment system from adjacent properties. A landscaping plan for the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system has been submitted and approved. It should be noted that once detailed construction and engineering plans are prepared in conjunction with the submittal of a preliminary plat, Changes to layout, including the potential for reduction of lots and relocation of drainage infrastructure may be necessary. A landscaping plan will also be required. Staff recommends approval of the concept plan along with the request for a 40-foot right-of-way width and a design speed of 25 miles per hour within the subdivision with the following conditions. The preliminary plat must address the following. Number one, submission of roads, drainage, and erosion control plans for review and approval by the county. Number two, submission of plans for the offsite roadway improvements, i.e. the de deceleration lanes at both entrances to the development to the County Highway Department for review and approval. Number three, submission of water plans for review and approval by Millcrofton Utility District. And number four, submission of the applicable construction plans for the required wastewater disposal facilities to TDEC, County's consultant and staff. Final plan must address the following. Number one, Prior to final plat submittal for the first section of, of the development, off-site roadway improvements, i.e. the de deceleration lanes at both entrances to the development, must be completed to the satisfaction of the county highway superintendent. Number two, prior to final plat submittal for the first section of the proposed subdivision, a zoning certificate must be obtained for the completed wastewater treatment and disposal system. Prior to the issuance of the zoning certificate, the applicant shall provide the following. A, a letter from TDEC indicating the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system was installed and is functioning. B, as built drawings showing the location of all system components and a sealed certification letter from the design engineer indicating that said system was constructed in accordance with the approved construction plans and specifications. C, 
a letter from the owner slash utility provider indicating that it has accepted said system and is currently operating same. D, posting of a performance bond in the amount of $320,500 for the treatment and disposal system as specified by the county's wastewater consultant. E, the posting of a performance bond in the amount of $29,100 for landscaping improvements as it relates to the reference non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system. And F, execution of, of performance agreements for the above reference sureties as they relate to the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system. Number three, no more than 63 lots may receive preliminary plat approval per year beginning on the date of concept plan approval. This number may be adjusted based on changes to TDOT's projected completion schedule for the widening of Highway 96. Number four, prior to consideration of final plat approval, the applicant shall submit HOA documents for review and approval by the county attorney's office. The HOA documents must be submitted with the final plat and the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plat. Number five, establishment of a performance bond for roads, drainage and erosion control. Number six, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcroft and Utility District. Number seven, establishment of a performance bond for the wastewater collection system. Number eight, submission of landscaping plans and establishment of a performance bond for landscaping. Number nine, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Number 10, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan to stormwater improvements. And number 11, submission of the approved final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the plat. One additional item, Mr. Chairman, you have we have sent you all of the email correspondence we've received on this request. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. Um, I want to first ask if the applicant has any representatives on the call that need to uh, address, address the planning commission. Uh, yes, Mr. Chairman. Uh, my name is George Dean. I'm an attorney from Nashville with Tune Instrument and White. I'm here on behalf of the applicant. We also have on the line, I believe, uh, our engineers from SEC Engineering who will be available to um, uh, respond to any questions that the commission may have. Thank you. Uh, is there anything from the engineer or are we ready to move towards the public hearing? This is Richard House with SEC. We're good at this time. Thank you, sir. Um, all right, we will open the public hearing at this time um, and the uh, staff at the office uh, We'll call the uh, individuals up for speaking and you will have three minutes to speak and uh, I'll turn it over to them. Thank you. Can I start? Yeah. Okay, Melissa Savage, I live at 4102 Trinity Road. I'm a lifelong county resident. The traffic study for Reedsville subdivision has an error with regards to the proposed speed, the posted speed limit on Ladd Road. It's 30 miles per hour, not 40 miles per hour. If the posted speed limit is not cor correctly documented and no one in the county office has called it, what other potential errors are in the report? This development is going to impact all residents on Trinity and Ladd Road. And as impacted taxpayers, we expect that these reports and studies to be thorough and accurate in the decision-making process, as much for the folks that don't own huge parcels of land as for the ones that are making extraordinary profits by selling off and developing theirs. 
The data for Ladd Road was collected at the intersection of Ladd and Murfreesboro Road. There's no mention of the amount of traffic that traverses on Trinity Road and the impact Reedsville will have at the intersection of Trinity and Ladd Road or Trinity and Highway 96. The preparer of the study confirmed that the county's traffic consultant did not require analysis for any intersections or segments on Ladd Road. This is grossly negligent since these intersections are going to be the most impacted by the development. And to say that there are 252 homes proposed for 355 acres is misleading since the total acreage for lots is only 101.8 acres. Some of these lots are less than a quarter of an acre. This is the kind of density is not in line with the character of the area, even for RD1 and certainly not for the newly approved RD5 plan. 205 homes or 81% of the lots in this plan are on the bulk of land that's on Ladd Road. There's no doubt that 80% of the traffic for Reeds Vale will be on Ladd Road going to and from Trinity Road. And the section of Trinity Road that runs from Murfreesboro Road to Arno Road only has a 30 foot easement. So what you see today is what you get. There are no shoulders on Trinity Road and because there's only a 30 foot easement, there's little the county can do to make improvements to it as it is now. The condition of Trinity Road is just one example of how there's not enough infrastructure to support the dense development of Reeds Vale. Joyce Ladbun, Clifton Ladd, and Roy Ladd have lived on Ladd Road their entire lives. Because of COVID-19 and their advanced ages, they could not be here tonight. Each owns land either directly in front of the development or next door to it. I'll ask that I include their names in support of what I'm stating here tonight. They don't want to see this development proceed with 252 homes. This development mimics a city development and to put 252 homes in it is making a mockery of the true meaning of rural and conservation. This development should be required to follow the RD5 plan. Please reject this plan. Thank you. Good evening, thank you. Um, I'm Catherine Bushman. I live at 6254 Ladd Road. It's a 17-acre parcel that directly abuts this proposed development. Um, I have come to accept that there will be some development here in some manner or another, but the proposed uh, plan is is just hugely dense. Uh, does not keep uh, is not in keeping with the rest of the area. It's going to uh, pose an incredible ecological burden and a tax burden and a traffic burden on the area that we just can't sustain. And I really hope you'll think about rejecting. Um, we did get a change.org petition together. Uh, I believe it was uh, emailed to all of you. In less than a week, we had over 550 signatures. We don't have a lot of people here tonight like the Sneed Road people did. Um, we have a lot of elderly residents, a lot of people who couldn't make it, have young children. Please consider that signature, those signatures on that, that petition, as well as people who are very concerned about the density of this, of this proposal. I do have uh, two fundamental reasons that I think the plan is flawed. Um, the first is, I have lived there for 10 years. Uh, the floodplain line that's shown on the map uh, that floods that high, if not higher, every year. And I know that I sent pictures to the Planning Commission and other, uh, my neighbors and, and residents in the area sent some pictures of flooding. Um, that tributary for Little Harpeth um, rises up with 
a vengeance uh, every spring. And in fact, there are some streams that are going through those houses, um, 141, 140, and 138. I feel bad for those people because there's a stream which becomes a mini raging river uh, through their house uh, right now. If, I live there, I know, I see it. Um, if you add 252 roofs and driveways and access roads for those, you will have just all that much more runoff and no natural land to absorb that water. The river will flood. It floods Trinity Road right now over the road um, at that where that bridge is as going out towards Arno. Um, can't we can't sustain this kind of, of density on this land? And and I have a concern about the traffic as well. And and the, the study, the traffic study they provided was incomplete at best, kindly. Um, the fact that they never looked at the other ends of Ladd Road, the other ends of Lampkins Bridge, all they looked at was the 96 intersection, seems um, like a junior high school effort at a traffic study. Um, please, please reinvestigate traffic, reinvestigate watershed, uh, stormwater, um, keep the, the will of the people that's RD5 desire, it would be much more appropriate here, and I ask you to reject the plan. Thank you. Hi, good evening. My name is Jack Davidson. I appreciate you all staying up so late tonight. I know you've had a long day already, and I appreciate you all on the uh, RD5 recently. That's uh, very good for our area. I live at 4115 Trinity Road, which is not on the map, as you'll see there, but it, it does impact us, and it impacts a lot of people on Trinity Road. I'll talk about that here in just a second. It seems like this whole concept plan is only about the, uh, only about the 350 or so acres and it's not about everything that surrounds it. It's just to the south of that, you've got Page Middle and Page High School, which I'll talk about in a minute. And you've also got Trinity Road, which is a big thoroughfare to get from 96 down to 840 and 96 down to other places on Arno Road. Um, and you've got Lampkins Bridge, which is uh, on, the, on the east side of that, you've got a, a new McDaniel Farms, uh, high density, another high density subdivision there being built. Um, the three things I'd like to talk about are the traffic study, uh, the flooding, the uh, potential flooding issues that are raised, and the uh, cemeteries that are on that property. First of all, the traffic study, uh, as alluded to by Melissa and Kate, does not include Trinity Road at all. It, uh, uh, it talks about going down to Trinity and then it kind of forgets it and just then talks about where it intersect, intersects the uh, 96. Um, so I've been here over 10 years now and I've had a chance to watch the growth. We spent two years looking for a place to live. We said we want something out in the, in the rural areas and we found it here in Franklin. We really love it here. We really, really love it here. And uh, we're sad to see uh, the high density places being built up uh, so, uh, so much. Um, but the Ladd Road that, you, that it's talked about in the concept there, you take a left, on, if you look at the map, you take a left off of, uh, off, out of the, uh, the proposed uh, sub or high density um, uh, project, take a left onto Ladd Road, you're going to intersect Trinity Road. It T bones into it, so there's no other place to go. You either could turn right or you turn left onto Trinity Road. And 40% uh, of the traffic coming out of that uh, goes there. It's, it's going to really impact Trinity Road during, during high uh, uh, 
during high traffic times, during uh, rush hour, not just to the, to the high school, but also to get to work, because everybody knows 96 is extremely crowded uh, during the high density times. And if you also take a look at the map, over 200 of the homes are located on the uh, west side of the Harpeth, Little Harpeth River that you see there. And I, I guarantee if I live there, I would go out the Ladd exit, not the Lampkins Bridge, because then I've got the McDaniel Farms to worry about, and, I, and it's gonna be more crowded that way. So I'm gonna come out the uh, lad, uh, out on Ladd Road, and that's gonna seriously impact the, uh, the traffic there. Um, and if I'm gonna go anywhere, most of the people will go to downtown Franklin, to the mall, they're gonna go to the west of the of the uh, project of the project and that means going up on 96 and they're going to go out via lad and trinity road and that's really going to impact the uh, traffic there um if you're also if you're taking uh, kids to school that from there you, you have no exit direct onto honor road you can't get to there so you're going to have to go around either via lampkin bridge or lad road and uh if you're going to if you're going to go to uh page middle or high there Take, you're going to go well. I'm going to compete with the guys coming out of McDaniel Farms, the 400 plus houses, homes that they're building on McDaniel Farms, or am I going to go Lad Road where it has less traffic? I'm going to uh, come out Lad Road and go down Trinity to get to Page Middle or Page High, and that's that's going to be. Can you give me 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay, thank you. There's only three of us here, so I'm the last guy. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to pick the easiest route. Uh, two other things flooding little harpeth feeds into the harpeth and that harpeth feed floods on trinity road at least several times a year and puts it out of commission and i'm concerned about the flooding i didn't see anything about that there's no exit to arno road i don't know why there's a lot of uh, traffic flowing south to 840 to, to uh that's uh, becoming uh more popular uh and cemeteries there's at least i, I understand there's three cemeteries i i see nothing on on in the plan to protect these cemeteries that have uh, very, very old uh, historical um, meanings. So um, I'd like to see something to protect that. My end result is I'd like you to deny the concept. Uh, we, it, we don't need high density places around here. It's a great world place. We ought to keep the country. Thank you very much. There's no, there's no one else. Thank you. So at this time, I will close the public hearing on item 16. And um, at this point, uh, I have a couple of questions for either staff or the engineer for the project, but um, I'll first open it up for discussion amongst the group and, uh, and we'll move forward with that. Um, I'm gonna I want to ask about a couple of things. One of the last comments there, and and you know I, I do want to recognize I, I appreciate personally uh, the efforts of people to come out and, and make public comment tonight, and uh, it's a late night for all of us, so I do appreciate that. The uh, the final comments there about the cemeteries on the project, and uh, Richard, I, I don't know if you're the one that can answer that. Are there are there actually cemeteries out there and have they been accommodated? I've not studied the details of the plan. This is Richard with SEC again. There is one cemetery that is down on the southern portion of the property 
around the wastewater area that I know of. I do not know of any others that are on the property. Okay. This is Amy, I have a question. It's Robin Baldry. Hey, Robin. I'm sorry, Ron, did I interrupt you? No, go ahead. So I have a lot of questions on this particular property. Um, so in the traffic study, I think one of the uh, people speaking, they talked about Trinity Road, that it's not mentioned, in, and it's not. I looked, unless I missed something. So the bulk of this community, and it's a very high-density, to me, community and uh, development, rather, in this area, but the bulk of it will be going out onto Ladd Road. There's only 50 homes or 50 lots that are closer to the Lampkins Bridge Road. I mean, the Lampkins Bridge Road Road. And so the bulk of this community will be going out onto Ladd Road. And if any of you have ever been out on Ladd Road, it's a very country, it's just a very narrow country road. There's no shoulders, there's nothing. And I was shocked. I was actually shocked that they were gonna, uh, the entrance was gonna be in that near the curb on Ladd Road. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they moved it a little bit. But I mean, so you're gonna have literally have about 200 homes. The bulk of it will be will be uh, dumping out there onto Ladd Road. And then they're projecting that everyone's just gonna turn right onto Ladd Road and go out to Murfreesboro Road. And I know they're they're I know they are. Um, widening Murfreesboro Road, that's great because if you go to Lane Road now onto Murfreesboro Road, you literally come up on a hill. I live in the area, so I know it really well. Right. And it's a nightmare to turn left. And yes. then I know that that will change somewhat when they widen the road, but still they're projecting everybody to turn right on Lad Road. And that's just not going to happen. They're going to be turning left on Lad Road. They're going to dead into Trinity Road. They're going to turn right on Trinity Road and everyone's going to be turning left. You're going to turn left off of La Lampkins Bridge onto Murfreesboro Road. You're going to turn left from Ladd Road onto Murfreesboro Road and also Trinity Road. This subdivision, it seems like it's going to be a family subdivision for the most part because you're going to have houses, you're going to have, you know, families with no children, single people, I mean, a lot. But I would say that there's a lot of people that are live there that will be going to the middle school and high school. So they're going to be coming out, turning left on Ladd Road turning left on Trinity Road, which it's not mentioned in the traffic study, which again is a two-lane road with a, uh, several sharp curves in it. It's gonna come up to the hill there at Arno Road and all those those teenagers and family are gonna be turning left onto Arno Road to get to the schools, which we all know the school situation out there. And one of the gentlemen brought up about the flooding out there. When it rains, Trinity Road from the bridge, there's a bridge there on Trinity Road. Hey, Robin, you have frozen up, it looks like. I don't know if you can hear us. All right, we'll come back to Robin. Uh, and uh, we'll pick up where she was talking about the flooding. Uh, are there any other discussion items while we wait on Robin to rejoin the meeting? Yes, I have. I have. It's been uh, brought to my attention that there are three cemeteries, um, not just from this um, gentleman this evening mentioning this, but another person in the community has brought to my attention that there are three cemeteries on that property. Um, and um, the engineers only recognize that there's one. Um, I think that needs to be 
searched out a little bit. Um, also, my question would be, um, what accommodations, since they know there's the one, what accommodations are being made um, to recognize that in, in developing this? I would, uh, I would like Mike maybe to uh, give us a little insight on, on the uh, process for cemeteries, and especially as cemeteries are, are defined in the construction process if they were run across or something, uh, if they're not identifiable with above ground monuments that are easily seen. So, uh, Mr. Chairman, if the, the, uh, the applicant is required to identify and locate any cemeteries on the property, and then the concept plan is, is required to reflect those, and those features are required to be in open space, um, set aside so that they can be preserved with an, uh, an access easement so that uh, descendants um, can visit the, uh, the cemetery. Mr. Chairman, so, I might, might also add that there's a Tennessee statutory protection for cemeteries such as that, so that if they're discovered during the process, uh, they are statutorily protected and have to be set aside. So not only is there protection from Williams County as well, there's also state of Tennessee statutory protections uh, in the case that uh, cemeteries are discovered during the process of development land. And um, this is uh, Commissioner Rose again. I don't see anything in um, what we've been given here that mentions anything about uh, what they plan to do with a the cemetery that's been identified, let alone another couple that are, I, I understand are out there. I see no accommodations made for that in, in this documentation that we've been given. It might be Mr. difficult. Chairman. Um, I would ask that the uh, engineer maybe dial us into the C 1.7, 1.8 direction and see if we, if it was accommodated. Mr. Chairman, uh, as Floyd scrolls in on there, this is Aaron Holmes. It is shown on Floyd, it's C.17. 1.7, right in between the one and the seven. That is the cemetery that's been located and on the blow up sheets further in that were included in your packet that are not on the screen, do show that there's a 20 foot access easement going out to the public roadway. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Rhodes, you are muted if you're talking. I'm sorry. Also, to the left of that, Aaron, um, that rock wall I see on the on our screen here, it says Heathcock Cemetery. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, is there has that easement been made available for that as well? Is there is it? I mean, it's stated there on the map. Is there anything been done for that? I will ask that of Richard House of SEC. Okay. Richard, if you'll answer Commissioner Rose's question, please. This is Richard House. I believe that that map and parcel is the piece that is the little indentation there. I'm checking my, my information currently to make sure of that. 
Okay, as we uh, wait for further information, Robin, have you rejoined the call? She has not. Is there, are there any other comments? Um, as we wait for Mr. House to, to check on this. Mr. Chairman, this is Don Crowhead. Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Crowhead. Uh, I've got two uh, questions and two particular problems here. The first is uh, the flooding uh, that goes across Lad Road, where the curve in the road, where the Lad Road turns. That I've been witness to that. That floods badly with a light rain, and I want to know how that will be addressed. And the other thing is, uh, Highway 96. Do we have a date when that's going to be widened? Because that is a very dangerous uh, intersection right there. Well, it's not an intersection, but where you come up from Lad Road to Highway 96. Is that gonna be addressed in any way? Yeah, I'll turn that over to staff or uh, the applicant. Uh, this is Floyd. I can, I can talk about the, the flood issue. I mean, the way we look at that is if uh, if they've got a an access to the uh, subdivision that that we know that there isn't any uh, you know flooding problem that's identified by the highway department where they have to constantly go out and put up barricades so they could either get out Lampkins Bridge or Lad. Uh, they say that Trinity uh, floods. I don't know uh, if that's the case. I'd have to talk to the highway department, but the assumption is they could at least get out Lampkins Bridge. Okay, Lad Road is where I'm talking about, where the curve is on and Lad Road. That that does there's right. houses there, and it floods right between the two houses. On. I, I understand, but that's an existing condition that that typically, unless the highway department brought it to our attention, they wouldn't be required to correct if they've got another way that people can get out during flooding. Okay, how about Lad Road coming on the Highway 96? When is Highway 96? What is the projected due date to widen Highway 96? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we have that information, Don. It's just we know the contract's been let, and based on that, that's you know how they uh, did their traffic study and got their their numbers. They have let the contract for that. That's my understanding. Uh, we might have our traffic consultant speak to that if he's available. I'd be interested. We've heard that for years. And I want to make sure. This is George Dean for the applicant. I represented John Waits, who was in front of the commission a month or two back. Uh, uh, he was expressly waiting on that contract to be let by TDOT. It has been let. Uh, the contract's uh, in effect as of two or three months ago. Work has started on the west end of that, up from Arno Road out towards Trinity Road, and um, even further. Uh, work has already begun on that. They've cleared trees and are getting 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 to work on that but who knows when it'll get clear to Lampkins Bridge. It'll so be a while. My understanding maybe from last month is that it is a uh, projected four-year project on Starout 96 that TDOT is undertaking. Thus 
the reason, if I'm correct on this, we're, we're limiting, are we also limiting the development of this or the approval of lots based on that duration as well, that four year period? And, and if the uh, department stopped the job for some reason and did not build it, this approval would be, uh, would be stopped as well. So, um, that, that was my understanding last month, and I believe that's what I've read tonight as well. Mr. Chairman, that is correct. This is Aaron Holmes. We were, we are, if you approve this tonight, it will be limited to 63 lots per year as of the date of the concept plan approval. And if TDOT stops the project, then that number may be altered to coincide with that. This is Commissioner Rose again. Um, help me to fully understand then that this um, was brought before the planning uh, department and the planning commission before the R5 um, was approved. Is that correct? So this does not fit in underneath the R5 um, zoning? Th that is correct, Commissioner Rose. It was presented to us as and accepted as a completed application prior to the enactment of the the one to five zoning change. This is George Dean again. Let me also add that the uh, site plan for the uh, wastewater treatment uh, was considered by the Planning Commission back in July of 2019. This project's been in the formative stage for quite some time. So as you can see, um, we're not coming late to the project. We've been working on it for quite some time. As I say, the wastewater treatment uh, site plan was approved by the Planning Commission back in 2019, uh, uh, you know, almost a year and a half ago. And uh, uh, as Aaron just mentioned, we um, uh, uh, were uh, submitted the application and accepted as complete several months back, well before the option of the uh, new five-acre requirements. Mr. Chairman, it's Robin Baldry again. Sorry, I, my internet dropped off there for a few minutes. Yes, you're recognized. Go ahead. You were, you were, uh, you fell off so, when you were talking about flooding. So, yes, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened over here. Uh, to his point about them presenting uh, the wastewater last year, they did. And I also uh, commented last year about all the traffic and the, and the flooding. So I was really surprised when I got this and they had not mentioned anything about Trinity Road. When I was looking at their traffic study, um, again, they only talk about Murfreesboro Road and Lampkins Bridge, but when it, but they also talk about these were conducted in 2018. Our traffic has increased a lot because of the McDaniel Roads, you know, estates and farms out there on Lampkins Bridge Road. And they even talked about the peak hours of um, uh, Jan January of this year. Well, you know, for the probably the first two weeks in January of this year, schools weren't that schools are still out for the holidays. So I just don't feel like the traffic study in that regard is sufficient of where we are today in this project. But I feel like the density, the the lot sizes are just especially in the condensed area near the Lad Road entrance. I mean, it's just I just think the density is just it's just too much for for this area out here. Mr. Chairman, can I speak? This is Commissioner Lothers. Yes, ma'am, you can. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say that um, I am familiar with this area as um, it's in my District 5 as a county commissioner. 
I think that um, this is one of the saddest days for me um, in government. As a citizen many years ago in Nolansville, as our community engaged and got involved with managed growth issues, we actually had an exemplary developer meet with us as citizens. And because they understood community will and there were going to be changes that are going to be enacted in terms of public policy, they wanted to be community friendly. You know what they did? They reduced a neighborhood that was going to be 177 units to 74. And, and that was even prior to some of the official changes that were enacted. Um, sadly, uh, we don't have that today. And we, we have developments that um, are being um, submitted and are not based on community will and being a good neighbor. And, um, you know, my understanding as a planning commissioner going to training is that according to the statutes, we have powers authorized by Title 13, the Tennessee Code, that zoning may and should cover the distribution of population, minimize urban sprawl, exercise power based upon our approved comprehensive plan and corresponding zoning ordinances. Those have been approved by the elected body. And I respect that a wastewater treatment was planned last year. Well, that wastewater treatment can serve this density or it could serve the community will of the one to five density and still be designed as a conservation subdivision. I understand that we have this plan before us. Um, I just been reading some of the training as a planning commissioner, we've already selected the preferred alternatives to the problems and issues our counties are facing in terms of infrastructure and school strain. That's why we've gone through such a long process. It's now time to monitor implementation of those policies that have changed. And can somebody take us to court? That's where there's judges in courts to determine uh, what is fair and what is the legislative body's will and the community will. But I have spoken personally to Mayor, County Mayor Rogers Anderson, and I cannot support this plan. And I will recuse myself from any further uh, deliberation. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Lobbers. I got that information on the uh, the cemetery that uh, cut out is the Heathcock Cemetery. It is just the label is just too big to fit over it in in that drawing that you're looking at. Thank you, Richard. Are there further discussion items? Yes, uh, Chairman, this is Commissioner Lucision. Yes, ma'am. Um, I mean, I have to agree with a lot of what Commissioner Baldry said because I live not even five minutes from here. I literally ran down Lad Road from my friend who lives on Trinity Road two mornings ago at dawn. So I'm very familiar with the area. Um, I'm concerned about the information we received from residents um, by the, you know, the email and then Miss Savage who spoke tonight who lives right there on Lad Road 
and the information that Ms. Bushman also who spoke earlier stated about flooding. Um, I feel like that might be material evidence we didn't have before. They provided photos with their emails also. They made mention of that. Um, so that is a big issue for me. And then also the traffic impact study. When I read the county's consultant's summary, I was like, where's Trinity Road? <laughs> because I know if I were to leave this location, I'm most likely heading toward I-65 or Franklin or Cool Springs. I'm going west, so I'm going to head out to Trinity Road. And there was no mention of that. So I, I agree with the statements that it seems very incomplete um, as far as the analysis. And again, with the school issue, um, because I live right over here, just past Trinity and Arno, I, I know what the school traffic is like in the morning. And I cannot imagine adding this many homes in this location to that and, and just how it's going to exacerbate the traffic. It would be unbelievable because it already backs up a mile and a half from the school back toward um, back toward town. So between the traffic study issues, the flooding issues they raised, the cemetery issues that were raised, I feel like those are uh, material evidence that would point us toward a different decision tonight. Thank you for those Chairman. comments. Mr. Yeah. Chairman, Mike Madison, I would, I would just point out uh, there's been some discussion about traffic and I, I want to uh, make it known that the county's traffic engineering consultant Bob Murphy is on the meeting this evening and and could address uh, specific questions about that all right yeah that would that would be a good thing if uh, Bob is available and 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 specifically uh, I will start with the the Trinity Road or Trent yeah Trinity how was or why why was or was that not looked at uh, in in the assessment? This is Bob Murphy. I'll I'll address that. So the uh, Williamson County Zoning Ordinance, in terms of how to deal with traffic, has a procedure that is commonly referred to as the traffic shed methodology. And that is also addressed in Williamson County's traffic impact study guidelines. And so this property uh, comes under uh, the, uh, in terms of doing a, a traffic study, their requirement was to address the, uh, and this is per the zoning ordinance as well as the traffic impact study guidelines, was to address the, uh, the arterial uh, road that is that is the arterial uh, uh, shed road, which is Murfreesboro Road, and then the collector road within the traffic shed, which is Lampkins Bridge Road. Based on the methodologies identified in the uh, zoning ordinance, the uh, it was determined that. Uh, the proposed intensity of development was within the uh, the provisions of the zoning ordinance. So they we did require them to uh, <clears throat> excuse me analyze the uh, access points at Ladd Road and also Lampkins Bridge Road because that is also per the traffic impact study guidelines. But 
uh, in terms of Trinity, Trinity Road, that is not uh, the, uh, the specific collector uh, for that uh, traffic shed. So that's why that was not included in the study. <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, might I? Chairman, this is Robin Ball. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, oh, I was going to say that. Uh, uh, Robin, if you will go ahead now. Sorry. Okay. What I was going to say, and then I'll pass it to you, George. It's interesting that that road is not, Trinity is not in there because Lampkins Bridge Road and Trinity Road are two major roads. Lad, Lad Road is just a it's just a small little country road that connects Trinity over to Murfreesboro. And I find it interesting that the bulk of the development will go out onto Ladd Road because of all the flooding. If you look at the map, I mean, the development, the plat here, you'll see there's only 50 homes and it's kind of up on a hill because there's flooding. And so they couldn't build any more homes up there. So they had to then put the, you know, condense everything to the one area over on Ladd Road. And there's, I live out there and I, I ride that road, I ride Lad Road and Trinity Road, just like Jessica does. And there's, I could never see someone turning, everyone turning right on Lad Road out of that park. I mean, out of the development, there's a really sharp curve right there. And if you haven't been out there, it's, it's not just a curve, it's a sharp curve where you have to slow down and go through the curve up to Murfreesboro Road. So I just find it, it I just find it so, interesting that you did not put Trinity Road on there because it is a it is a major road out there just like Lampkins Bridge Road. The other thing about Lampkins Bridge Road in the traffic study uh, it said that they didn't see any need you know any need for any um, uh, deceleration lanes you know and where the main entrance is going to be over on that on I'm sorry on Lampkins Bridge Road it's a hill there. I specifically rode out there the other day I mean I, I, I drive it three or four times a week if not more so I wrote out there specifically so I could exactly see where these entrances are. And I was surprised that no one, you know, I know the traffic study, I mean, the traffic shed, we're, we're going by that currently, but I was just shocked that, you know, it's a hill there. And I just, you know, I just think there's, I'm just really surprised about Trinity Road. Mr. Chairman, Bye. might I make a comment? This is George Dean, applicant. Uh, please state your state who you are again just to for the record yeah. uh, george dean uh, for the applicant and I, I i do want to mention that the uh while the traffic study did not recommend the acceleration lanes for the right hand turns staff has suggested those uh, we've agreed it's it's um part of the requirements that are part of the conditions that would form uh, the basis of the decision for the planning commission i also wanted to mention a, one other kind of general thing um, oftentimes it's difficult to take the flooding, for example. I, I see this in many cases that I'm involved in. Uh, there's a concern about a particular area or uh, areas uh, with um, uh, possibility of flooding or existing flooding. Uh, these developments do the best they can to create, uh, to solve those problems based on the property that they have under their control. A few years ago, I made the same presentation to the city of Lebanon. Uh, there was a great deal of concern about uh, flood water in the area of my client's development. Ultimately, they denied 
the, uh, the subdivision. And we had to appeal and ask the court to take a look at it. And ultimately the court looked at what the engineers provided and designed. The fact that there is flooding out there now doesn't necessarily mean that in the future, after the development is completed, that the same level of flooding is going to be there. In fact, most of the time it's reduced to some extent by the factors that are taken into account by the engineers, the way the place is designed. Um, the same as it can be true from a traffic standpoint. Every project that I've ever been involved in increases the traffic. And the question is, does it increase the traffic to a point where it denigrates the, the neighborhood? The two very fine experts have looked at this. Bob Murphy has been doing this for a very long time, probably one of the best known traffic planners in Middle Tennessee. Um, uh, our expert, uh, Jillian Fishbach, has been doing it for a long time as well. They looked at those issues, and the conclusion was that the level of service here will be a fairly high level, level of service LOSB, which is, you know, uh, the second best level that you can have. Um, my, my point is that I understand that the neighbors are concerned, and I always worry about that, and I understand that this is something that is very important to them. It's important to us too, but you have to look at what the engineering is based upon and how the uh, traffic studies are put together based on the requirements of Williamson County, the zoning ordinance, and the subdivision regulations. And your staff has indicated that we comply with all those, and we think ultimately uh, we're entitled to be approved. We understand there's concerns in the neighborhood, um, uh, but Ultimately, again, when you look at it dispassionately, uh, the engineering and the traffic studies bear out the idea that this application does meet the requirements. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Sammy, if I could, if I could make a comment about that. So it's not just flooding because it's raining. It's flooding because there's the Harpeth River out there. I mean, that's not, that's not going to go away. I've lived out there almost, almost 20 years and it's not changed and it floods, it floods out there. And um, as far as it, it, it improving having that much density out there, you know, I just don't see that. So I just think that they should have taken into the account of Trinity Road and that's where the cars are gonna go. But, and, and the fact that they could not build closer to Lampkins Bridge, so they had to condense it all down to the Ladd Road. And I just think having a main entrance on Ladd Road, you're, you're talking 200 lots 400 cars driving on Ladd Road and all the left-hand turns left on Murfreesboro again from Lampkins Bridge, Ladd Road, Trinity Road, turning left on Arno Road to go out to the schools. I just I just like the density there. I'm all about someone doing what they want to with their land, you know, selling it but doing it smart wise. I just feel like the density there is is just too much for that area. Thank you, Robin. Mr. Chairman, this is Don Crohan. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question for the uh, traffic consultant. Uh, what are the projected peak hours on Ladd Road when the subdivision is complete? This is <clears throat> this is Bob Murphy. Um, are you are you asking what the what the what the hours are, or are you asking the, the traffic volumes? Traffic, the traffic volume. volume. 
Okay. So, um, you know, the morning peak hour, which uh, would be uh, a peak hour between 7 and 9 a.m., the total traffic uh, entering in the morning would be 46 cars, exiting would be 138. This is per their traffic study. Um, the, the entire subdivision we're talking about when it's completed? Yes, this will be based on uh, the, uh, well, the traffic study project or looked at 252 homes. And then in the afternoon, uh, it will be 155 entering and 91 exiting. So the peak, the, the major, the, the highest peak hour is, is the afternoon peak hour. And it would, uh, if you take the entering and exiting volumes together, that would be 246 uh, cars during that single hour. 246. And and under under your studies, you feel that that Lad Road in its present state is sufficient to handle that. Uh, yes, and and you know of course I only reviewed the study. The study was actually conducted by the developer's consultant, but uh, yes, and that is consistent with the uh, zoning ordinance uh, requirements that. To look at the traffic shed. Thank, thank you, Bob. On that, um, Don, do you have anything else? Oh, that's fine. Thank you, Commissioner McCoy. Yes, I'd like to make a motion to deny the proposal based on the material evidence we've received regarding the photos on floodplain the mention of the additional cemeteries that might be present that aren't identified on the concept plan, and um, the traffic study concerns raised by the residents about some of the facts not being correct and Trinity Road not being mentioned. I'll second Commissioner Lothers. Excuse me, we have a proper motion and second. Um, and um do we have any further discussion on the motion and second before us i have one question this is don crohan yes sir don. This, is, this is for staff uh and i'm taking that this concept plan meets all of the criteria and everything that's required of our zoning at this time that is correct mr uh Commissioner Crohan, this is Aaron Holmes. It does meet the requirements. Mike, would you like to add something to that? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, I actually would. Um, you know, as Aaron said, and as the staff report said, you know, our job and and really the planning commission's job in cases like this is to is to review a development proposal, not by you know what people brought up bring up as concerns but but what specifically is contained within the zoning ordinance within the engineering that's provided and make a recommendation and, and in this case um, staff did feel like that it met the requirements so at as kind of an editorial I'll say this I'll say this is kind of this kind of highlights why we changed the zoning on Monday night why you all recommended 
the, the zoning. You know, there's been talk about density and, and that it may be too much for the site. And I think that, that through the comprehensive plan process, we identified, you know, why changing the zoning would be beneficial to the community from a fiscal standpoint, from a traffic standpoint, from a community character standpoint, and, and changes to the zoning have been made. And I think those are very uh, appropriate and nobody is a bigger champion of that uh, plan and of the, the zoning update than I am. But our job as staff planners is to review development proposals objectively for compliance with the regulations that the, that the, the county commission has adopted. And uh, this project was submitted um, at a time where we're obligated based on the language of the zoning ordinance to review it under the current zoning. And, and so that's what we did, that's what we've done. So you asked the question about, you know, um, whether staff feels it meets the requirements. I know I've went a bit beyond that, but but uh, but the answer is yes, we do. Thank you, Mike. Are there further, any further discussions on the motion before us to uh, deny based on the material evidence uh, floodplain issues, cemetery potentially being located out there, and uh, the other items noted in the traffic study. Hearing none, are we ready to move to vote? Mike, would you call the roll, please? Just for clarification, if you vote yes to the motion, you are voting to deny this concept plan against staff recommendation. Thank you, Christy. Mike, we're ready. Yes, sir. Commissioner Cohen. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. No. no. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. He is abstained. Oh, thank you. Commissioner McCoy. No. Commissioner Richter. No. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. No. Based on my tally, the motion to deny has passed. Mike, do you concur? Six to four. Yes, sir. That's that's my count as well. Okay. Item sixteen has uh, motion to deny has been passed. Moving on to item seventeen. <clears throat> item seventeen is a concept plan review for the Alice Hooker property containing seven lots on fourteen point oh eight acres located off of Vaughn Road in the eighth voting district. Uh, staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Giovanna. Um, the applicant is requesting constant plan approval for seven lot major traditional subdivision in the suburban infill and conservation zoning district. Staff has asked the applicant to provide additional information consisting primarily of adding labels, notes, figures, etc to the concept plan in order to allow for more time to adequately adequately address these comments the applicant has requested action on this item be deferred 
until the December 2020 meeting. Unlike item 15, the additional information requested does not have a bearing on whether the application will meet the zoning ordinance requirements. Therefore, staff concurs with the request for a deferral. Any questions? Thank you very much. Um, so we have item, item 17 before us and we'll open it up for discussion. Um, and any any questions we might have for staff and I, and I'm assuming Reagan Smith and company is still on if we had any questions for them. Yes, sir, we're still here. Do I have a motion? Ed Sanders, motion to defer. Thank you, sir. Second. Lother, second. Thank you. We have a proper motion and second on the table. Any further discussion? Hearing none, let's go to roll call vote, Mike. Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. The motion passes. Item 17 has passed. Moving on to item 18, it's a preliminary plat review for Fiddler's Glen, phase one, containing 51 lots on 103.32 acres located off Murfreesboro Road in the fifth voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Giovanna. Um, the concept plan for this development was approved by this body at the August 2020 meeting. And the applicant is now requesting preliminary plat approval for the first phase of the development, which contains 51 lots, approximately 72 acres of open space, and the disposal and storage areas for the wastewater treatment system. The plat is consistent in layout with the approved concept plan. Staff recommends approval of the preliminary plat in conjunction with the final plat consideration, the following items must be addressed. Number one, prior to final product submittal for the first section of the proposed subdivision, a zoning certificate must be obtained for the completed wastewater treatment and disposal system. Prior to issuance of the zoning certificate, the applicant shall provide the following. A letter from TDEC indicating that the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system was installed and is functioning. The as-built drawings showing the location of all system components and a sealed certification letter from the design, design engineer indicating that said system was constructed in accordance with the approved construction plans and specifications. C, a letter from the owner utility provider indicating that it has accepted said system and is currently operating same. D, the postponing, the posting of a performance bond in the amount of 102,300 for the addition to said system as it relates to the Fittler's Glen development as specified by the county's wastewater consultants. 
the posting of a performance bond in the amount of 27,400 for landscaping improvements for the addition to the wastewater system as it relates to the Fittler's Glen development and F, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties as it relates to the Fittler's Glen development. Number two, prior to consideration of final plan approval, the applicant shall submit HOA documents for review and approval by the county's attorney's office. The HOA documents must be submitted with the final plan and the approved HOA documents must be recorded concurrently with the recording of the final plan. Number three, prior to the submittal of the first final plan, all offside roadway improvements shall be completed to the satisfaction of TDOT. Number four, establishment of a performance bonds for roads, drainage, and erosion control. Number five, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcrofton Utility District. Number six, establishment of a performance bond for the wastewater collection system. Number seven, submission of landscaping plans and establishment of a performance bond for landscaping. Number eight, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Number nine, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And lastly, number 10, submission of the approved final plat in DWG format on recorded recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the plat. Thank you very much. Um, so, Open up for discussion among the group on item 18. Uh, any discussion? Do I have a motion? This is Crohan. I accept staff's recommendation. He approved. Thank you, sir. Secretary Second. Thank you, Brian. We have a proper motion and second. Do we have any further discussion? Let's take a roll call vote. Mike, please. Commissioner Crohan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Mr. Lucision. Yes. Mr. McCord. Yes. Mr. McCoy. Yes. Mr. Richter. Yes. Mr. Rose. Yes. Mr. Sanders. Yes. All right, motion passes. Moving on to item 19, preliminary plat review for King's Chapel, phase 12, containing 32 lots on 31.86 acres located off Mullins Road in the 5th Voting District. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. A revised site plan for this development was approved at the September 2008 meeting. The applicant is now requesting preliminary plat approval for the 12th phase of the development, which consists of 32 lots and approximately 16.5 acres of open space. It should be noted that prior to submittal of any additional final plats for this development, all roadway improvements on State Route 96 shall be constructed as stipulated in the traffic study review findings provided by the county's traffic engineering consultant. Improvements include the second entrance onto State Route, 90, State Route 96, 
two exit lanes and a right and left turn lanes from State Route 96. The applicant has requested a right-of-way width of 40 feet for all roads within the development in order to locate sidewalks outside of the right-of-way. Staff supports the, the request. The preliminary plat is in order and staff recommends approval as well as the requested right-of-way width. Following must be addressed in conjunction with final plat consideration. Number one, prior to the submittal of any additional final plats for this development, off-site roadway improvements as stipulated in the traffic study review findings provided by the county's traffic engineering consultant, including the second entrance to the, to the development and, and associated turn lanes, must be completed to the satisfaction of TDOT. Number two, payment of traffic, traffic mitigation funds as outlined in the September 2008 letter from the county's traffic engineering consultant. Number three, establishment of performance bonds for roads, drainage, and erosion control. Number four, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcroft and Utility District. Number six, establishment of appropriate performance bonds for the wastewater collection system. Number, number six, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And number seven, providing two copies of the final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the plat. Thank you, Aaron. So, um, any any discussion on item 19? This is Crowhan. I move we accept staff's recommendation. Thanks, sir. Prophet Audrey, second. Thank you both. I have a proper motion and second. Do we have any further discussion? Hearing none, let's take a roll call vote. Commissioner Crowhan. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Motion passes. Uh, we'll move on to item number 20, preliminary plat review for King's Chapel Phase 13, containing 34 lots on 25.06 acres, located off of Mullins Road in the 5th Voting District. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chair Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. A revised site plan for this development was approved at the September 2008 meeting. The applicant is now requesting preliminary plat approval for the 13th phase of the development, which consists of 34 lots and approximately eight acres of open space. Should be noted that prior to submittal of any additional final plats for the development, all roadway improvements on State Route 96 shall be constructed as stipulated in the traffic study review findings provided by the county's traffic engineering consultant. Improvements include the second entrance onto State Route 96, two exit lanes and a right and left turn lanes from State Route 96. The applicant has requested a right-of-way width of 40 feet for all roads within the development in order to locate sidewalks outside of the right-of-way. Staff supports the request. The preliminary plat is in order and staff recommends approval as well as the requested right-of-way width. Following must be addressed in conjunction with final plat consideration. Number one, Prior to the submittal of any additional final plats for the development, 
Off-site roadway improvements as stipulated in the traffic study review findings provided by the county's traffic engineering consultant, including the second entrance to the development and associated turn lanes must be completed to the satisfaction of TDOT. Number two, payment of traffic mitigation funds is outlined in the September 2008 letter from the county's traffic engineering consultant. Number three, establishment of performance bonds for roads, drainage, and erosion control. Number four, establishment of a performance bond for water improvements in favor of Millcroft and Utility District. Number six, establishment of perf appropriate performance bonds for the wastewater collection system. Number six, execution of a stormwater maintenance agreement and submission of an operation and maintenance plan for stormwater improvements. And number seven, providing two copies of the approved final plat in DWG format on recordable media based on the Tennessee State Plan Coordinate System prior to signature and recording of the final plat. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, do we have any discussion on item 20? Do we have a motion? This is Crowhan. I move we accept staff's recommendation. Thank you. Richard, second. Thank you. Any further discussion? Hearing none. Uh, roll call vote, please, Mike. Mr. Crowhan. Yes. Mr. Baldry. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Mr. Lucision. Yes. Mr. McCord. Yes. Mr. McCoy. Yes. Mr. Richter. Yes. Mr. Rose. Yes. Mr. Sanders. Yes. Motion passes. Moving on to item 21, non-residential site plans. We have a non-residential site plan review for Bethesda non-traditional wastewater treatment facility on 9.01 acres located off Bethesda Road in the 5th voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Aaron Holmes. The applicant is requesting site plan approval for a proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system in the Rural Development 1 zoning district. The proposed system will serve a residential subdivision that is planned for the property. County zoning ordinance requires a site plan for a proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system to be approved before a concept plan for the subdivision the system will serve may be approved. The overall property totals approximately 55 acres in size and is located at the intersection of Lewisburg Pike and Bethesda Road. Approximately nine acres of the site will be utilized for the proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system, which includes the land application area, treatment facility and storage pond. The treatment system, which will utilize a fixed film media bioreactor technology to treat wastewater generated by the proposed subdivision, will be located in the southeastern portion of the site, 300 feet from the adjoining property. All individual system components meet the specific setback requirements of the zoning ordinance. A certificate of convenience and necessity has been issued by the Tennessee Public Utility Commission and a draft state operating permit has been issued by the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. A design development report as well as a detailed soils investigation report were prepared by the applicant and submitted to the county. County's wastewater consultant has reviewed these reports and has concluded that all zoning ordinance requirements related to the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal systems has been met. 
The property is relatively flat and contains small clusters of woodlands. Three streams and weather and wetway weather conveyances transect the property, and the necessary waterway natural areas have been established. All ordinance standards with regards to natural resource protections have been met. A conceptual layout for a proposed subdivision on the property, which depicts 49 lots, has been included as sheet C-2.0 of the site plan packet. This conceptual layout is provided for illustrative purposes only and has not been reviewed for compliance with applicable regulations. It is staff's opinion that the combination of distance and, the, and existing and proposed vegetation will serve to adequately screen the treatment system from adjacent properties. A landscaping plan has been submitted and approved. Site plan is in order and staff recommends approval with the condition that prior to the submittal of the first final plat of the proposed subdivision, that a zoning certificate must be obtained for the completed treatment and disposal system. Prior to issuance of the zoning certificate, the applicant shall provide the following. Number one, a letter from TDEC indicating the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system was installed and is functioning. Number two, as built drawings showing the location of all system compon components and a sealed certification letter from the design engineer indicating that said system was constructed in accordance with the approved construction plans and specifications. Number three, a letter from the owner slash utility provider indicating that it has accepted said system and is, current, and is currently operating same. Number four, the posting of a performance bond in the amount of $112,500 for the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system as specified by the county's wastewater consultant. Number five, posting of a performance bond in the amount of $42,800 for landscaping improvements. And number six, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Thank you, Aaron. We have any further discussion about the moat or the item or a motion? Commissioner McCoy, I have a question. This is Commissioner Lucision. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, I need help here understanding this one. I see that it's a subdivision, but I'm thinking that because it's under the 49, because it's 49 lots or less, it, that comes into play. I don't, I'm trying to understand the whole, um, what this wastewater plan puts into play, approving it. The Commissioner Lucision, this is just for the wastewater system. The the item that Floyd has up on the screen is the site plan for it. it. The subdivision that you see there is only for illustrative purposes, but this wastewater system is for that proposed subdivision that will come before you probably in January. So it's that, the first that, step of the process, basically. They have to approve the uh, or, or submit the wastewater facility first. That is correct, Commissioner McCoy. So my question then, because I think like the way it's stated on a lot of the staff reports for the other one, it says the review of a concept plan is the first stage in the development approval process. So we are not at that stage. So we can approve or we might consider approving this wastewater site plan, but that does not like grandfather them in to getting this lot count. Is that, that true? That is correct. That is correct. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This Any is Robin. Aaron, it's Robin. Yes, ma'am. 
I'm sorry, Don. Go ahead, Robert. Do we know how many homes are going to be? I counted 49. Do we know how many homes are going to be on this particular development? Commissioner Balter, they are proposing 49 lots until we see the subdivision. That's what we're going by. So we're estimating 49. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Commissioner Crowham. I wanted to make a motion to move accept, accept, accept staff's recommendation. Thank you. Director, second. Thank you, Brian. We have proper motion and second. Do we have any further discussion? Hearing none, let's take a roll call vote, Mike. Commissioner Cohen. Yes. Commissioner Baldry. Yes. Commissioner Hatcher. Yes. Commissioner Lane. Yes. Commissioner Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Mr. Richter. Yes. Mr. Rose. Yes. Mr. Sanders. Yes. Motion passes. Moving on to item 22, non-residential site plan review for Meeks Lund non-traditional wastewater treatment facility on 3.61 acres located off Meeks Road in the second voting district. Seth. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The, this is Aaron Holmes. The applicant is requesting site plan approval for a proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system in the Rural Development One Zoning District. The proposed system will serve a residential subdivision that is planned for the property. County Zoning Ordinance requires a site plan for a proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system to be approved before a concept plan for the subdivision the system will serve may be approved. The subject property totals approximately 98 acres in size and is located at the intersection of Paytonsville Trinity Road and Meeks Road. Approximately four acres of the site will be utilized for the proposed non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system, which includes the land application area, treatment facility, and storage pond. The treatment facility, which will utilize recirculating sand filter technology to treat wastewater generated by the proposed subdivision, will be located in the southern portion of the site, approximately 350 feet from the adjoining property. All individual system components meet the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance. A certificate of convenience and necessity has been issued by the Tennessee Public Utility Commission, and a draft state operating permit has been issued by the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. A design development report, as well as a detailed soils investigation report, were prepared by the applicant and submitted to the county. The county's wastewater consultant, consultant has reviewed these reports and has concluded that all zoning ordinance requirements related to non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal systems have been met. The properties contain a gentle hill, relatively flat fields, clusters of woodlands, and drainage ways that transect the property. The necessary drainage easements for these drainage ways has been established. All ordinance standards with regards to natural resource protections have been met. A conceptual layout for the for a proposed subdivision on the property, which depicts 38 lots, has been included as sheet C-2.1 of the site plan packet. The conceptual layout is provided for illustrative purposes only and has not been reviewed for compliance with applicable regulations. It is staff's opinion that the combination of distance and proposed vegetation 
will serve to adequately screen the treatment system from adjacent properties. A landscaping plan has been submitted and approved. Site plan is in order and staff recommends approval with the condition that prior to the submittal of the first final plat of the proposed subdivision, that a zoning certificate must be obtained for the completed treatment and disposal system. Prior to the issuance of the zoning certificate, the applicant shall provide the following. Number one, a letter from TDEC indicating that the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system was installed and is functioning. Number two, as-built drawings showing the location of all system components and a sealed certification letter from the design engineer indicating that said system was constructed in accordance with the approved construction plans and specifications. Number three, a letter from the owner slash utility provider indicating that it has accepted the said system and is currently operating same. Number four, posting of a performance bond in the amount of $117,900 for the non-traditional wastewater treatment and disposal system as specified by the county's wastewater consultant. Number five, posting of a performance bond in the amount of $77,500 for landscaping improvements. And number six, execution of performance agreements for the above reference sureties. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, any further discussion or a motion? So I have a quick question for you, Aaron. It's Robin. Yes, ma'am. So I know this um, is just for the site plan or non, the non-residential site plan. But is um, the plat that's here, is that where they're proposing the entrance of the subdivision off of uh, Trinity Paytonsville Road? Yes, ma'am, that is where they're proposing it. But as stated in the report, we haven't reviewed the that proposal for compliance to any of the applicable regulations. So at this point, it's just a proposal. When the plat comes in for our review, the concept plan, we will review that part, portion of it. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Could caller seven mute? It's rustling around. Um, can we get a motion? This is Crow, Hannah. I move we accept staff's recommendation. Second. Your second. Any further discussion? Crow, call by. Mr. Crow, Yes. Mr. Baldry. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Mr. Lucision. Yes. Mr. McCord. Yes. Mr. McCoy. Yes. Mr. Richter. Yes. Mr. Rose. Yes. Mr. Sanders. Yes. All right, the motion passes. That's item 22. Items 23 and 24 were on the consent agenda. So moving to item 25. Final plat review for property of Robert Thompson, large lot subdivision containing two lots on 10 acres located off Owl Hollow Road in the second voting district. Staff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, the subject property is approximately 10 acres in size and is located off Owl Hollow Road approximately 900 feet west of Lewisburg Pike. The applicant is requesting approval of a large lot easement subdivision in order to create the second and third lots off an existing 50-foot ingress-egress utilities easement. 
The site contains natural resources requiring protection, including steep slopes and karst features. There are moderately steep slopes outside of the building envelopes. The karst features are located outside of the building envelopes with the required buffers having been established. All zoning ordinance requirements, including those regarding the protection of natural resources, have been met. The applicant is proposing individual septic systems for the lots, and the Williamson County Department of Sewage Disposal Management has approved the request. Water will be provided by the HB and TS Utility District. As no fire hydrants are proposed, and as none are currently located within 500 feet of the building envelopes, the building envelopes have been separated by 200 feet. Flat is in order, and staff recommends approval. Thank you. Any further discussion? Go ahead. Okay. We'll accept staff's recommendation. Thank you, Don. Richter, second. Decision second. We have a proper motion and second. Do we have any further discussion? None. Let's go with the bot. Like a roll call. Mr. Cohen. Yeah, yes. Mr. Baldry. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Commissioner Lucision. Yes. Commissioner McCord. Yes. Commissioner McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. And Commissioner Sanders. Yes. Item 25 has passed. We have one more item. Item 26 is the 2021 Planning Commission schedule. Uh, I'll turn that over to staff. Yeah, so every year at this time, you approve next year's meeting schedule. And so that's before you this evening. Staff recommends approval of it. Move accept staff's recommendation, Crohan. Richter, second. Motion and approved and seconded. And uh, let's take a roll call vote, please. Mr. Crohan. Yes. Mr. Baldry. Yes. Mr. Hatcher. Yes. Mr. Lane. Yes. Mr. Lothers. Lothers, yes. Mr. Lucision. Yes. Mr. McCord. Yes. Mr. McCoy. Yes. Commissioner Richter. Yes. Commissioner Rose. Yes. Commissioner Sanders. Yes. All right, we passed the, the final item and I have one item I want to bring up and is that can we adjourn and get out of here? Anybody so move? Move to adjourn. I second it. Robin Baldry. Go ahead. We're done. Hi, everybody.